0: theater the now i'm your host as always michael block if you love the podcast make sure you subscribe in apple Podcasts, audible google play spotify SoundClutter, or stitcher so you never miss an episode leave a five-star review while you're there and as always follow me on instagram at michael block talk on twitter at block talk nyc and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews Welcome to the group therapy session of Drag Race Holland. The queens were greeted by their loved ones while blessed with some of the most heart-wrenching stories in a single episode. Oh, and it was a makeover challenge too. That happened. It's time to break down all things Drag Race Holland too. And joining me is someone ready to get back to her roots. It's Sophia Da Vinci. Welcome.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's a pleasure having you on the show. Wow, what an episode. I rewatched it yesterday and I was like, I can't stop crying.
1: I know. This was quite a doozy. So much backstory.
0: <laughs> it was too much. It's like, okay, we got six contestants and a makeover challenge. It's normally fine, but this was just way too much. I needed less drama. Oh my God. I didn't have ther- my own therapy this week because of the holiday. And I'm like, I this is not what I signed up for. But how are you enjoying season two of Drag Race Holland so far?
1: I'm. I am enjoying it. It's definitely different from the first season. Um, I feel like they came a bit more prepared to go around, um, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, they definitely stepped up the fashion. They stepped up the detailing. Even the challenges were souped up, I feel. Like, they really are making it closer to the American incarnation than its own separate entity.
0: Yeah, season ones are always interesting because they really want to make it their own, but they also want to make it different. And they have to still, you know, have the brand... Um, but this this season is feeling fine. It's working. Everything is is enjoyable. It's a good cast. Um, at this point, I couldn't really tell you who's going to win, but I have a feeling um, because this episode really solidified it for me. But yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. I really enjoy this cast. Um, I just want more. It's uh, it really is like ten minutes shorter than all the other international seasons, and I need more. I, I need more. Ba- like, well, this this episode, no, I didn't, I, I got enough. I loved all the stories just got enough of it It was too too emotional but yeah i just i just love learning about the queens i don't need as much on the main stage i don't need to hear from the judges as much anymore
1: yeah i mean the the judges it's kind of interesting to watch like another country do the judging because yeah the culture is different and they do have different ways or um, yeah i guess ways that Things are interpreted, or humor is different, and celebrities are different. That one,
0: that's exactly what it is. Um, oh my god, some of the things that come out of Robin, Robin Van Dorst's mouth, I'm like, you would never get away with that on um, American Drag Race, like, it would not fly. Um, yeah. I mean, or Canada, because that sometimes gets you eliminated from that show. <laughs> I don't- Well, I got some drag news of the week before we begin. I thought I was coming on this podcast with nothing to share, but literally World of Wonder two minutes before I popped on was like, here's some news. I was like, fuck you. But I'm excited for it. Drag Race uh, UK Series 3 debut September 23rd. So basically after this season ends, or maybe there's like a week overlap of the two of them. It's a lot of drag race.
1: Yeah, no, no breathing.
0: No, but I I do know why we're starting at this time because our final challenge of Drag Race UK 3 may or may not um, be inspired by the holidays, but Mm. hey, sis, it's Christmas. Kill me. Anyway, let's dive into this episode. Yes. It's after the elimination. It was intense for the Countess um, and not the lipstick. I mean, wiping off lipstick off the mirror. It's hard work for the privileged. Um. Poonie did not expect to see Ivy go. Same with Tabitha, who is not fond of the Countess just standing there all smug. It's the top six and only three more bitches to go before the finale. Yeah. The Countess. um, Very interesting human. Um, Because I, at this point, especially after learning her backstory and everything, I don't know where the character ends and um, the human begins because she is a very privileged young woman
1: yeah and i feel like she her drag is an extension of herself instead of a separate entity and that's why it's so blurry and and, i don't know something about her personality while the visual is amazing the personality is a little lackluster and i that's yeah but that's something we'll get into
0: absolutely and like it was no i'm not like i wasn't even joking she couldn't wipe off the lipstick from the mirror she didn't know how to do that
1: and it's, yeah and it's like girl really
0: really it's not i'm not throwing shade at her it, it's just one of those things where sometimes that's just not in your makeup and that's not for her but the girls sit at the couches and the countess blatantly asks if they agree with the decision and to makes her voice heard and says she preferred ivy I, I will agree. Ivy did a better performance track record wise. No, she didn't. It was her time to go, but yeah.
1: Would we have been okay if
0: the countess went, I think
1: I would have been okay. I would have been too. Cause I really liked Ivy. I wanted to see more from her and it just, yeah. it was horrible watching her just kind of fall short. The, all those episodes, like again yeah. and again and again. And it's like, Oh, come on girl. We were rooting for you.
0: Exactly, and Ketta straight up tells the Countess that it wasn't just about the lipstick because had it been, she would have been gone. And that is completely factual. Um, Vanessa does give her some words of wisdom and tells her that she needs to learn to let go. As she can read it in her eyes, she's mostly worried about her reputation. and And I get it, she's a young, young performer. She has this polish, she has this drive. Not every drag queen has to be a performer, but when you're on the world's biggest stage, you have to be a performer. Yeah. So maybe rethink when you want to do drag race, you, you fashion queens. Just saying. Yeah. It is a new day and Pooney finally won a badge. Vanessa and Tabita are the only ones without a badge at this point. But as Tabita says, she's a diesel engine. She needs time. She looks like a diesel engine. So kidding. <laughs> Vanessa is ready to work a little bit harder. But after the room mail, Fred is back in a very basic denim jacket. Come on, you were on a roll, man. You were doing so well. You were giving us a I fashion know. denim. Now, you, no, this is this was like, oops, I forgot I'm going to filming.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, you were given like you were giving us what RuPaul's doing in the stateside. You know, coming in with like a really fun man yeah. look, and then a little lackluster. But I, know, I, I feel like, like we time. were.
0: We were spoiled when it came to um, hosts wearing amazing things with Drag Race Espanya because Supreme Deluxe really, oh my God, knocked it out of the park every week. The fact that there was a story of a rainbow, come on, no one does it better. But Fred, step it up. Come on. He is there to announce the mini challenge. Uh, He shares that in 2001, the first gay marriage took place in Amsterdam. We get to see a very vintage new cast from the event. And wow, 2001 is a really long time ago.
1: Yeah, that really put things into perspective. I was like, oh, 20 years.
0: I was like, wow, we really lived in a time where there was no HD television. but. Fred reveals that one of the four couples from that ceremony, Gert and Dolph, are here. And they have aged, but they look pretty good. Good for them 20 years later. I hope I look that good 20 years later, but we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But (laughs) they have been happily married for 20 years. Um, They tell them being one of the first couples married is pretty special. And for this mini challenge, the queens will get to remarry Gert and Dolph as They become marriage officiants. They will decide who left the best impression and thus who will win the challenge. Um, To get them prepared, uh, Gert and Dolph are asked a series of questions so the Queens can start writing their speeches. We learned that they met in a pub in Amsterdam. The secret to staying together for 20 years is loyalty and respect. Moussaka and beef stew are their favorite dishes, which I will judge them for. Um, And with (laughs) just one look was all they needed to fall in love. And we learned that they basically cannot be bothered to turn each other on anymore. Um, but they have five chickens. So basically, I have no hope if this is the secret to love, I will be going to be alone forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, or maybe this I is mean, just
0: Dutch love. I don't know.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe five chickens and, you know, moussaka. They were, is-
0: they were so excited about those five chickens. I was like, yeah, oh my would. God, 20 years of marriage sucks, doesn't it? There's nothing new. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you you got you got a man. Like, what is that? What love is like?
1: Excited over five chickens? Um, not yeah. particularly the five chickens <laughs> part, but yeah, like the loyalty and you know knowing each other's in and outs. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. that is that's love.
0: Okay, well, one day I'll experience that. I'm sure. <laughs> i some waiting for you. Anyway, Fred returns. Tells them there is an additional challenge to their speech. They have to include. Three particular words into their uh, speech. They include rhododendron, washer fluid, and I'm not joking, menstrual cycle. Um, so literally three words that Fred pulled out of his asshole. <laughs> um, I thought this was a funny addition, but it was the word choice. I was like, yeah. why?
1: they could have made that a little easier, or even just gayer, for lack of a better term." Yeah,
0: like and especially you know, on a show with like we'll get into like you know gender roles and gender menstrual cycle really that's the one you want to go with
1: yeah Uh,
0: choices (laughs) definitely they get into quick drag as they have to also write their speech in 30 minutes i don't believe they do 30 minutes because some of their looks were great i'm like that's not 30 minutes that's like maybe dutch 30 minutes was like two hours i don't know maybe it looks fine um except for to who's like i'm not wearing anything
1: yeah, which I mean, hey, we got to focus on the speech, focus on the speech.
0: Exactly. Well, Keta tells us she will be playing a nervous person for her character. The Countess has wedding officiant in her jeans, as that is what her mother does. Um, fun fact, I still technically am a wedding officiant. Wedding so if anyone needs to get married in New York, I think I can still do it. I don't know. I, I paid money for something, whatever. Also, we learned that Puni is... Actually, engaged so sorry, chasers. Poonie's off the table, you can't have her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as much as I don't love to to she and I are the same. No one wants to marry us. It's fine, it's okay. It's fine. All right, let's dive into this mini challenge and the yes. speeches. Each queen will be wearing a pink robe, but they are no match for Vivaldi's tits. Um, she got big boobs because she is playing a whore. Um, Very interesting take, but also not surprising because this episode was full of Vivaldi and her boobs.
1: Yes. And they even said, like, that's just kind of a character that she's comfortable with, which is great once in a while. Because, you know, you need some good old reliable personality tropes to work with. But it seems a little overdone, even though it's only halfway through the season. She's kind of jumped on that personality type more often absolutely
0: Tabita is playing a drunk and as the countess says some things never change okay interesting this little rivalry between the two of them Ketta is using a stutter something that she grew up having so have no fear it's not that offensive um slightly offensive but just not that offensive yeah Vanessa though (laughs) she's playing a character with Tourette's and apparently that is hysterical to everybody in that room um, I mean Vanessa is showing a little bit more personality, but I was like, I don't know if this is funny. Like men like no.
1: Yeah, that's that was oof, that made me like, oh, she she's going for it. Okay. He is. like I, I.
0: I will always go back to the character from not another teen movie, the cheerleader who um has Tourette's and just uh, bitch shit motherfucker. Like I, that. That's funny. That was also two thousand one. So maybe she's channeling her yeah. inner two thousand one. That's what it is. Okay, fine. I'll give her a slight pass there. But then the Countess. Um, she is well herself. Nothing really happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, she she flatlined. She she really did. Yeah, it wasn't again, it was the same posh woman that she always does. Nothing new. The only difference
0: the only difference is she put a little um black in her teeth to look like she had a gap between her teeth.
1: So yeah, that's the and, character development we need. And a little bit of age makeup, if I remember correctly. I think yeah, she did yeah. like a little bit of wrinkling on her forehead.
0: Very yeah, it, it was bad. <laughs> and then finally, Poonie is playing someone who does not want to be there. I mean, she did get dumped in the middle of that ceremony. Yeah. I thought her character was my favorite. I thought it was funny because she she was non offensive and she was just playing a fun character and and she did well. But Gertendorf are it wet again? The winner of the challenge is Kat Minaj um, because apparently stutter is funny and she will win yeah. a beauty case of Jean Barron's products. Are you familiar with that makeup brand?
1: I have no idea what that brand is. <laughs> yep neither am i must be an a
0: european company but as we learn a little bit of love goes a long way so the queens are about to experience a different kind of love for this week's maxi challenge Fred has invited their loved ones for a makeover we are now going to meet vivaldi's mother karen the countess's best friend lot vanessa's partner stevie keta Minaj's mom joyce Pooney's sister kim and to be sister my thai kickboxer germaine mm-hmm. I always love this kind of thing. I mean, we've seen it last season when we did the makeover challenge with loved ones. We have seen it on countless iterations of Drag Race where they bring the loved ones in. There's something special about this kind of episode because it breaks the queens down. And we'll we'll talk about it a lot, but there was a literal change out of Vanessa in this episode. She yes. Changed. And that was so heartwarming to see how one person can actually make you become a better person
1: oh yeah and it's so evident the love that she has for her partner like the two of them are just so infatuated with each other and it was beautiful to see on television and
0: and and we will discuss the story because i do find it one of the most fascinating stories i've ever heard because it's not a story we we really get to learn about in the community so we'll get to that but we're going to go head to the table first and the queens and their loved ones are going to get their booze on because apparently that's all they do on this show is drink.
1: <laughs> yeah, again, maybe that's just how things are in Holland. They drink yeah. and party and it seems like that's a common thing from past episodes. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, so Vanessa says that she expected to be to sister to be different. As she says, Tabita is the woman and Jermaine is the man. Okay, like listen, the gender role jokes is are, are are weird because after episode one, I was like, "Fuck Tabita! How dare she say this shit about Vanessa? She's coming right back!" Like this must be the relationship the two of them have. Um, like I need more backstory on that, but they are okay making gender jokes at the other's expense and laughing at it.
1: I, that could be a testament to their closeness or a testament to their hatefulness. So it, it can be yeah, either because
0: like it would not fly here. That that would get you canceled.
1: Oh yeah, immediately. Um but
0: as Tabita says, her sister hurts people and she makes them pretty. Very cute. Very cute. Yeah. But Tabita is thirsty for Vanessa's guy, Stevie, who is a tattoo artist and a tough guy, but has emotions and Vanessa loves him. This really is the most life we have seen from Vanessa. Um, as I said, it really is beautiful to see how one person can make someone light up. I miss that. I, I used to have a person who would light me up and it really is a thing. Like just being in someone's presence is it can really change a person.
1: Oh yeah. And especially if you don't get to see that person for mm-hmm. a moment or, you know, how yeah. long they've been in filming for like, that one person could change your whole perspective on a harsh event. Exactly.
0: And it doesn't always have to be a romantic partner. It can be a friend. It can be someone who really is that special person for you. And, and it really was cool to see this turn from Vanessa. The mothers are super proud of their kids. Vivaldi shares that her uh, mother has supported her from the start and she can't wait to give her a makeover. Keta is proud that her mother is here because she used to tell her to learn a trade and look where she is now. This is drag. Drag is a trade. Yes. Pony jokes that she's not only got her sister, but her ex-mother-in-law, which I need to say, wait, were Pony and Ketta actually engaged? I know they were a couple and, like, dated.
1: Were they actually engaged? I don't know if they were engaged, but, yeah. I mean, they could have been dating for that long where she just called her mom out fair. of That's comfort fair. and closeness.
0: Yeah. Well, Poonie's sister has tattoos and it's tough, but she is a real Poonie. She's got a real one. Um, but she also works in healthcare. Cool. Those are good stories around filming. Yes. And then the Countess is saved best for last because she's only got her friend here. Uh, we will discuss that disadvantage later because as much as I was shitting on the Countess earlier, we're going. I'm going to save her later. But mm-hmm. um, they have a real friendship and friendship is love no matter what anyone tells you um a friend can make you light up as much as a partner and that was very evident with um the countess and lot
1: yeah and you know i mean as as all gay people do as we all do we make our own family so of course our friends Mm -hmm. are our family exactly it it is appropriate to have that kind of relationship
0: now if you were on the race and Mm -hmm. the race brought a loved one to you who would you want it to be now, you can go strategic and say, I want this person because they're going to be good in the challenge. Or you can say, I want this person because I need to see them. What? Who do you want to see in this moment?
1: There are... Okay, so I can't really say one because I would narrow it down to three people that I come to mind okay. immediately. One would be my, my partner because, mm-hmm. you know, he, we just get along. He... We just connect, especially when it comes to my drag. He's always the one helping me finesse and finagle and really getting those nuances of the looks that I design. Um, and also, he has a musical theater background, so being on a stage is very easy for him. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be option one. Option two would be my mother, because um, she basically is a little drag queen. She's a hairstylist, Jersey Italian mom. Right. I can't remember you know, the last time I haven't seen her in heels in my entire life. So obviously would be able to do really well on the runway walk. Um, and lastly would probably be my best male friend, my friend Mike, who we've always experimented with drag together. It was something that mm-hmm. we've always connected on and I know they have a lot of charisma that would be great on the runway.
0: Have you put any of them in drag before? Your drag? No. <laughs> All <laughs> no. right start preparing that's that's the one thing at this point is like drag race has been on for so long we know makeover challenges happen we know snatching these are the things every drag queen oh, yeah. to on drag race needs to practice so find a friend put them in your drag don't post the pictures because you you want to save the surprise for later but it's good practice
1: well that's the thing i i actually my day job is a makeup artist so i'm used mm-hmm. to putting people in makeup all day and understanding you know translating makeup to bone structures and skin tones and yeah so i i would feel really comfortable when i get on the race getting into the makeup challenge if i hopefully yeah. get that far <laughs> yeah
0: it's it's always one thing like there's always the, the one queen each season you're like did you not even realize this was going to happen Come on. um and i thought i was going to have that this season but we're going to talk about how someone really surprised me but mm. The chat turns to who can walk in heels. Poonie's sister raises her hand. Same with Jermaine and Stevie. This is going to be fun. We're going to. Yeah. When the girls can't walk in heels, you know, we got some issues.
1: Yes. Yeah. And it, it was but, pretty interesting to watch their little um, runway glimpse.
0: <laughs> exactly. Now, Vanessa is excited. She has a lot of faith in Stevie and she is ready to tear the roof off. Literally, the queens are barely out of dragon. Fred has returned to chat with the duos because let's just dive into trauma. Fred is excited to long last meet Stevie and get ready for the emotions because we are about to learn about the story of Vanessa and Stevie. Yes. So I'm going to try to get through this without getting emotional because it it, this was really beautiful. They have known each other for about 10 years. Stevie went to an Irish drag show with friends. He saw this white aura that would soon be Vanessa. As Vanessa says, she was doing a show. She was still Aurelio. She looked out in the audience and Stevie caught her eye. She could tell he was straight and she didn't stand a chance, but he was so lovely to look at. Stevie says it was a bit difficult for their story. As he starts to talk, Vanessa is already in tears. They are happy tears, but he said that he started to doubt himself because he knew her as a boy and not a girl. And he started to wonder if he was gay or bi, but it didn't matter because he fell in love with this person we get to see a photo of the two of them in bed together prior to Vanessa's transition. And this black and white photo was just so touching.
1: Yeah, it was such a beautiful photo. And it's such a beautiful photo of love. Because you yeah. can just see that they are enamored with each other. Like
0: Absolutely. And Vanessa tells us that Stevie fell in love with a personality and it didn't matter who she was. She believes Stevie was her angel because she wasn't in on this on her own. She was a jealous and negative person, but he erased that from her. He says that people say you have to be happy first, but he made her happy and we have to cherish people like that. She caps off her story that Vanessa Van Cartier, the proud, van, proud transgender woman, is thanks to him. So I think this story of a person who is straight until they find someone who makes them who they are we don't really hear that story in the queer community because we kind of don't believe it and I I I know that is a a thing that happens it's like you automatically put labels on we it's something we do for good for bad it's just a thing that happens Mm -hmm. but it's real this is a real story of a person who said Screw gender rules. I love this person as a person because of their personality.
1: Yeah. Which is, I think that's just rare period that you hear someone, I fell in love with their personality and no matter what their presentation is or um, their gender identity is, I should say they, they found love and that's, that's such a rare connection that you to see and hear about mostly see
0: right because let's let's be honest when when this happens and you go out into the world and showcase your love people are going to ask questions people are going to assume things people are going to say things i think a uh, a slightly different example but a prime example of that is um our dear friends um pussy willow and Ari Derchi. when they got together people questioned it and people didn't understand it but that's true love yeah
1: yeah like love, that love. is
0: two people who love each other because of their personalities and that needs to be celebrated more so i think this was such a important story to hear on drag race because it is it's this is normal this should be normal and they have just normalized it for us
1: yes and we should see more of it but yeah we'll see we'll see how that happens but i would love to see more of that
0: yeah so I, I'm re- like it really was a touching story for me to listen to because it, it, love should know no bounds and I'm very very proud um, to see this side of Vanessa because again she is a pageant queen she is a polished performer everything is perfection and she just let her guard down and it was true it was so it was so beautiful to watch yeah. if this is on winner's edit I don't know what the hell is
1: I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs>
0: We are now seeing a beaming Mama Keta Minaj, who is, as they say in a lot the musical, proud of her boy. Keda says that um, her parents had a stormy marriage and his father had an affair at some point with his secretary, a very typical cliche. This made it difficult for her as she was also trying to discover herself at the same time. She says, your father is supposed to be your role model, but when he betrays your trust, it's difficult. This caused a rift with her and her mom, He was a rebel, couldn't be there for her mom, so she threw Keta out. Keta wants this challenge to be an opportunity for the two of them to connect and be something that they can enjoy together. Not the most original story. We've definitely heard um, father traumas, like daddy issues in the gay community. Groundbreaking. Um, (laughs) But it was really cool to know that there was this history between the two of them and be in this moment, and they seem to be fine together.
1: Yeah. And I think that's kind of a very relatable thing as uh, for, you know, queer people. Like I know I had a bit of um, a clashing of sorts with my parents when I came out, Mm -hmm. you know, lots of teenage rebellion and it, you know, it, it hit home for me because I went through something similar with my family and it's rough and it's damaging. And like, I, luckily, I mean, I was fortunate enough to not get kicked out, but I was always worried about that when I was at mm-hmm. that age. But seeing someone who did get my worst fear is always like heartbreaking to me because, yeah, that's you know, I just don't like even like thinking about it because it just, yeah. yeah,
0: we move over to Tobita and her sister. And it's emotional for Tobita as her little sister and mom are very important to her. Again, we have seen Tabita be the comedian, be the one throwing the jokes in the shade all the time. She got emotional sides. She, 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 got, she got tears coming out. When Tabita came out, her father couldn't handle it and said he wanted to be able to be naked in his own house, which I, I hope that hit people because that is a really bold statement and not something I ever considered to be an issue, but clearly yeah. it is
1: yeah that was that that line was that caught me off guard i was like oh that that that's a reason that's
0: entitlement Ab- yeah. absolutely entitlement but this caused her mother to leave him as it was her choice she said she carried him for nine months to be felt guilty at first and it's hard as a little boy to hear your father talk to you like that all you want is your parents to love you and you don't expect to hear that when to came out uh, we hear the story that she ran up to the bathroom and Jermaine, her sister, followed her and asked her why she was crying and said, it doesn't matter who you are, I'm your sister. And we learned that unconditional love is the love you receive and it's really important. Um, so this is why the 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 pairing of Tabita and Jermaine was super important for Tabita. Jermaine is proud of who Tabita is. She got a big mouth, she got a big heart, but that is Tabitha. Um It was, again, really interesting to get to see a different shade of Tabitha because yeah, it really can take just one person to make you change completely.
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of the overall theme of this episode, seeing everyone mm-hmm. around someone they're comfortable with, because when you get to see that side of a person, absolutely, it's the most genuine part of them. And especially yep. someone like Tabitha who's usually a clown on the workroom It kind of, it made me think of that phrase where like people that suffer the most tend to be the funniest. And I think that applies a lot to Bita in this case.
0: Absolutely. We move over to the epitome of fashion and privilege. Lot and the Countess have known each other for about six years, meeting through school. Um, As the Countess will say, clubs mean party favors, and the Countess went into a negative spiral and was ultimately homeless in Rotterdam. Lot lifted her up, and without her, she would have been a terrible addict um again this was the shortest story we heard um which i really felt bad for her about um because whether it was the editing whether it was the show whatever it was they basically told us you shouldn't care about a friendship over family relationship um which was really upsetting
1: yeah, that was, that, now that you say it like that, which I didn't consider before, that is very um, interesting because I didn't, like I said, I didn't even consider that because, um, you know, I was like, okay, like friends make family. Like, as I said before, mm-hmm. you know, so and sometimes um, water is, well, I'm getting all tongue tied now. But, blood uh, is
0: thicker than water.
1: Yes, that was it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes blood is, um, Yes. My head, because I'm still
0: yeah. Messing. So uh, yeah, no, I, I think it was really interesting because again, we have definitely heard of a, a drag queen getting into drag, learning club culture, and learning what club culture brings. It is a thing that happens, and you know what? When you are starting out and you just want to fit in, you will go down that rabbit hole. Some people are able to control it, and we learn here. If it wasn't for a lot the Countess would not have been able to control it. Um, and the fact that we got so little of this story, maybe it's because they didn't have enough content because the Countess didn't open up enough, but I want to know more about that. Because again, we see her as this pristine, polished fashion clean. That's an edge that you don't get to see from her. She is hiding that. Yeah. I want to know about that story. So whether it was her not opening up or the producers not wanting to show it, I, I feel bad for the countess because this was her moment to share her story, and they didn't allow her to do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, there is definitely more to that story, and whether or not it was on the countess and you know her just not being too reserved or editing or what have you, but um, yeah, it's it's always sad when we see someone get really like quick little link of airtime like that yeah. especially
0: on what is going to be becoming her boot episode so very interesting yeah we're going to go over to pooney and kim uh kim is a tough girl a closed book she doesn't talk about feelings but we do learn that their father died um and their father happened to be eric schwarzer who is a famous dutch cartoonist and we learned that fred um has all of his cartoons so he's been a big fan of his pooney made a statement last week on the runway about her father and his alcoholism, and it meant a lot, but it was overwhelming. Pooney says that she felt very guilty about her sister for a long time, as she, when she was 14 or 15, took all of her stuff and left to go to Amsterdam. It left Kim in a shitty situation and made her realize how hard it was for her as she had to deal with her parents' problems alone. Pooney shows that she made outfits using her dad's cartoons for this week's runway, And Kim is very happy and hugs Poonie after seeing these looks. Very, very um, interesting story here because it is not necessarily a father story of rejection, but a father story of alcoholism. And again, not a new story because it is a very universal thing to hear. Um, But you can tell the pain that Poonie was showcasing for of not just abandoning the family but abandoning her sister
1: yeah and that's and that's always very like touching to watch seeing someone come to terms with like their own um darkness and their family darkness and yeah. realizing that you know sometimes our younger versions get sidetracked by our own ego to, and we forget about focusing on our family and our blood and you know trying to make better for those that we right. are and, siblings. And let's
0: be let's be real. Age 14, 15, you're not thinking about anybody but yourself. Um, you are number one and I'm I don't know what their age difference is, but Kim must have been significantly younger at that point. So it wasn't like Kim come along with me. Let's go leave to home. Yeah. She had to leave her there. And um, just the 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 pain realizing what you did to someone For your own betterment it's a catch-22 it's really hard to um understand until you become an adult and realize what the consequences are
1: yeah yeah and you know it's and then coming to terms with it once you put that together is also another tough challenge so i think but i
0: think it was so fun to then get to make the reveal of what the looks they're going to be doing is in honor of their father. Um, Sure, he may have not been the best, but they're paying tribute to him still. So that was really cool.
1: Yeah, that was a a beautiful little touch.
0: It is now time for Vivaldi and her mom. Uh, Fred reminds her that Vivaldi is a very young queen. Karen says that she started when she was 17, but Vivaldi says it was 16, so love that little spat. She can't remember when she saw her in makeup first, but Karen said it felt natural. She was always a good artist, and this was just a form of art, which I think is a very important statement for everyone to hear. Drag is art. End of story. That's what it is. Vivaldi says that she often sees the bad side before the good side. She has been depressed, and her energy, energy levels are low. Her emotions flatline, but her grief doesn't go deep. She stops herself from crying, which is a thing that I can't do. I have depression. that's I cannot stop myself from crying. Like, literally, it's like waterfall. Um, but Fred reminds her that she was criticized in the runway for not caring, but she actually cares too much. The bad news sucks away the happiness and energy. And Fred tells her to be yourself. And when you're feeling down, just take it with everything else. Good advice. Um, again, we didn't really get to dive too deep into the depression story again very universal theme here yeah. especially in the age of COVID it's a thing that we all have Yes, um, very much. <laughs> but again I'm not sure if it's Vivaldi not opening up or Vivaldi being 22 years old and not understanding how to discuss it yet
1: oh yeah that could be it too I mean it again it can go any direction but probably she's still coming to terms with it from what I'm yeah Interpreting, and you know, maybe in a little bit she will put the pieces together and be able to show that vulnerability more comfortably.
0: Absolutely. Well, it is elimination day, and the pairs come in together doing their own little shtick. It is time for Stevie to get into baby face, which that reveal will happen shortly. But the countess is putting a lot of trust into Lot. Tabita says that's a lot of trust because she was in the bottom last week. They are prepared. They have prepared their act and they have a lovely dresses. So there, they'll be fine. So some people were unaware about wearing heels. It's time to see how they do. We're going to get a little montage of their walking skills, which started off with a little Toddy Rockstar music underscoring. I was like, that's what you're going to use? You're going to use now? Why, why are we using Todrick Halls? Do you just have the rights to it? What are we doing here?
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, they, they can do that. Okay, I guess they don't have the same copyright laws, so... Exactly. Okay, work. Hedda's <laughs> mom
0: is doing her best. We learned that she broke her foot two years ago, so she's going to wear the little ones, and we're going to have to be okay with that. Um, boxer Girl, she's not too bad in heels. Uh, she is, I'm going to say right now, better than Tamita. <laughs> and I like that they, so much better.
1: Yeah, and I like that they incorporate that little like nod to her Muay Thai yeah. skill.
0: Exactly. Kim takes after Poonie. She is Pierce in those boots um rather she is puny in boots like you know puss in boots funny uh-huh. a joke i made a joke what did vivaldi make her mother wear those abominations called heels oh boy um not only were they kitty heels but they were ugly
1: yeah but at least she looked like she was having fun walking in the heels. so i feel like yes. that was more important
0: um, and then we have Stevie, who really rocked it. I'm sorry, he's done this before. He has definitely put those heels on in the house, and they have played around with them, saying he was really good. Yes. And Lot was forced into 12-centimeter Countess heels, and she did very well. They they were much higher than cowboy boots, but she did very well.
1: Yeah, I just get this feeling from Lot that she was very nervous the entire episode, or there was something... Mm-hmm. Inti- like, she was intimidated, or... I don't know. Something was just kind of off with her and that set off their energy too, which. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, it is the portion of the show where our bearded man removes his beard. And once again, we are doing it dry. No water in sight. Um, Have I been wrong about shaving for the longest time? Every time they do this on the show, I get my own like phantom pains on my face. I can't dry shave. I, my face would
1: die. No, that, I could not either, that is, and it's so bad for your skin.
0: It's what? terrible, and like maybe it was like, a, okay, here's a shot, and then he's running to
1: the bathroom and doing the rest, but Possibly. that hurt
0: my face. And, but every iteration of the show, they do this.
1: Yes, and I don't know why, and I'm like, just come to the set clean-shaven. It's not that difficult, unless the editor, you know, the producer. No,
0: they will not allow that to happen. They want that on screen. Yeah. They want to show that, Um, but yeah, very interesting. Now, this is going to be the first time the siblings are being allowed to touch their sisters with a brush. And, well, when Tabitha reveals Jermaine, um, she did age a bit, but bitch looks better than Tabitha!
1: Yes, but they also look very much like twins. So, like, good job for replicating the stamp.
0: I know that the canvas that is Tabitha's face is not an easy one. It is not smooth. It has got lots of crevices and wrinkles and it's aging um but damn tabita can actually paint i didn't expect her to do well
1: yeah i i was really impressed to see how well it translated um because not every not everyone's face can translate like that and that was definitely one of the better uh transformations at least makeup wise absolutely
0: yeah no she did so well and like i don't know how you can work it on your own face because, again, her face is she. she's a big potato, it's, yes. it's not yes. soft, like, she's gonna need a lot no, of work if she
1: wants to make a very perfect. tough features to work against. And
0: but no, she did so well on her sister, so good for her. Um, and then we have Keta's mom, looks like she has very little makeup on, um, yes. but what is on is very much the drag accentuated features. Um,
1: yeah, that was a, another the... great translation of the beat, um. Exactly.
0: And then but the transformation of the night with Stevie, dear god, Vanessa turned him into a stunning angel. I gasped, it was so beautiful.
1: Yes. Oh my god, that transformation was so good. Though I do have to say I really thought for a second there it was Cameron Michaels on the stage. And I'm like, oh wait, nope, nope. There the face is a little different, a little broader, but like yeah. very similar structure.
0: Yeah. Um, and then Kim and Karen get a glimpse. But it's Lot, who I think had the best makeup artist in the room. That is the Countess to a T. That was her fucking face.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, my God. And Cam- The Countess went to, like, the Miss Fame beat school because it is exactly. such a well-rendered face.
0: It was. Now, let's move over to the runway. Fred is looking hot tonight. I'm glad that Envy Peru has learned that she cannot do natural tones on Fred. It has to be Colors. That makes her face um, very well um, pr- like proportioned and everything. Yes. The face is beat. Colors on oh, Fred, yeah. we love.
1: Yeah, Fred's um, getting dress, better.
0: So beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was a cute little dress, but that mm-hmm. beat, though, I could gush about it because it was so yeah. beautiful.
0: Fred is finally coming into his own um, sex kit and realness. This is definitely one of the best looks in two seasons. Tonight, we get Alex Klaassen, who is an actor, singer, and comedian. Uh, Robin Van Dors is back, along with Marike Samola, who... She's an interesting character. I can't stand... I can't decide if I like
1: her or not. Oh, I love her. I love that she's always that bitch who, like... She's no, no, dry. no.
0: She's... Yeah, she dry. go so
1: dry, but, like, you need that. You need someone who's going to be like, no, You, I'm going to be brutally honest with you because you need to hear this because no one is going to tell you otherwise.
0: Exactly. All right, so the category is Roots, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play Family Resemblance or Family Resemblance. Now, I have a big question before we dive in to the runways. Did the queens know that the loved ones were going to be the makeover partner as the looks seem to be tailor-made for each person? Or did they know that there was going to be a Roots runway and hoped it would fit any random person they threw into the workroom?
1: I feel like it was the first one where like they knew who was coming, they just didn't know mm-hmm. when because the way everything fit all the makeovers. Yeah. It would be hard to wish that would happen if you didn't know who was coming.
0: Exactly. So, I know that's not always the case on the show when the makeover challenges happen and that's why usually you get some bombs. Um but I think overall this was a very strong runway.
1: Yeah, I think they were all very prepared to take on this runway and you know everyone did a pretty great job for the most part
0: well let's start with my little Pony and kim drawn together look by isabel schultz hair by vanity may nails and lashes by gaia um things got sexy on the runway uh using their father's cartoon as the jumping off point they have a strong connection and when it comes to their story they both look cunt as fuck um there is strong cohesion with the black white and red and they both have a very strong style that they both look comfortable in poony did a very good job painting kim while giving her a personality and identity i love the wigs being ponytail and pigtail um poony strap falls who cares what's the point it happens on the runway yeah i thought poony did very well
1: i thought uh poony and her sister did well um the fabric was a great knot i love that mm-hmm. attention to detail the silhouettes though i thought they were a little simple but i know for the makeover challenge that tends to happen because it's better to be a safe bet than to try something and sure. not work um the walks were great um the beats were obviously fantastic i thought the sister's wig was a little off i i again i'm nitpicking details but i felt like Mm -hmm. the pigtails were a little like shifted or like it was either too big or too small for a head and didn't fit right but other than that overall it was a great look
0: yeah this this definitely was like the abby and brother um entry from last season where they did the mortal Kombat, and i feel like that was simple as well but because there was a reference point they got more of a pass than puni did which was interesting because it was virtually the same kind of style but Marike says that they are good together with the same shape and walk, but if this was for a bigger audience, it needed to be bigger. Robin says they were fierce together. It jumped off the stage, but they couldn't really see the drawings. Okay. Yeah. But they're I... there. Why why what did you want out of it? Like that's what bothered me. I was like, this is what's gonna land her in the bottom? Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was, I thought that was weird that the bottom happened the way it did because I thought hers was a really, <laughs> it was a good look. I mean, I understand, yeah. like, they wanted to see more of the print, but, like, how big can you really make the print without losing the print? Yeah, it's yeah. it, it yeah. was kind of like a catch-22. Like, there was no way to finesse it so you could see the print or make it grander without losing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I was very surprised. But um, for me, this look, I really enjoyed. I'll give it a family resemblance.
1: Yeah, I would resemblance for sure.
0: Um, audience did not love it or hate it. They were 58% family resemblance, 42% shamley resemblances. I, I was a little offended by this, but audience, it's fine. We'll, you'll get a pass this week. <laughs> Next up is Tabita and Germaine, the butterfly effects. No designers listed because she has not posted it on her Instagram. I think Tabitha was going to be at a disadvantage because fashion is not her strong suit, but these looks were very safe. Um, it is a leotard with a butterfly robe. Can't deny that. Um, but you knew they were siblings as they each have their own color and wig that is curly. Tabitha is fine, but she was always going to be outshined by the others. But she should be praised for the paint that she did on her sister and she did not get that praise. And I feel bad like because I, I you need to boost her up somehow because yes this was safe it wasn't terrible it wasn't great it was safe
1: yeah it it was safe and um like the makeup was great you know um though I did think the outfits didn't fit well they were Mm -hmm. a little saggy I believe it was the sisters that was a little bit too big um and they weren't in sync when they were walking down the runway like I know they practiced choreography and like the sister was doing it Mm -hmm. before Tabita did so like I could see how she ended up in the bottom because there were nuances yeah. that could have been perfected
0: alex calls it a bit simple he calls it a shame because he knows there is more creativity there marieke gets happy when she walks on it's not because of the tights but because uh because they're terrible but it's the pride and emotion she gets with it uh fred says it's nice to see her soft for the first time I needed more from Tabita. I know that, again, you're not going to get fashion out of her. I will give it a Shamley resemblance because compared to the others, it just was not on par.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Shamley too because it was lesser than some of the others.
0: The audience agreed 26% family resemblance, 74% Shamley resemblance. Next up is Keta Minaj and Joyce, Asian persuasion. No designers listed because they have not posted on Instagram yet. The story here is Keta is of Indonesian descent. Did not know that that was not made clear at all yet. So, I there was someone who messaged me, and was like, Um, what are they doing? I was like, No, 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 no. they are part Indonesian. You're the, this is allowed. Uh, but I think the cultural theme helped envy last season. So, I think it was a very smart move to do this here with Keta. Um, this look is strong. I love that Ketta is bringing you a balance of female and male energy in this look while making her mother look so regal. The white and red and gold is absolutely stunning, and I adore Keta's paint and hair here. It's one of the best beats she's had all season.
1: Yeah, I agree, Keta. This was one of her softer looks, which is really mm-hmm. great to see from her because I love when you get to see more than just one the same simple mug or the same over the top yeah. mug or like, it's nice to have that diversity of looks in your repertoire. Um, I love the attention to detail. I love the stars on the crowns, the headpieces, the armor. It all went well together. The makeup was great on both of them, though. I felt their runway was a little short. Like I felt like everyone else, it was, utilized, it was, yeah, utilized the stage more. And her theirs was pretty simple and pretty fast.
0: Yeah, and and I do wonder if it's because her mom couldn't really stay in the heels that long. Um, but you, no matter what, this was just gorgeous yeah. um alex says they are very beautiful and well balanced with a good family resemblance marike wants to see joyce on stage more and loves ketta's new hair as it softens her face fred says the warrior is still there and it was well executed and i agree family resemblance for sure
1: yeah yeah that, that audience. was audience
0: ones audience 94 family resemblance six percent family resemblance All right, Vanessa Van Cartier and Stevie, The Power of Love. Look by Dung and Dark Wigs by Katie Bame. Oh my God, if this didn't bring you joy, you're heartless. The story of love and Cupid, while they both look absolutely angelic. This is one of the best transformations in show history. I will not believe that this is the first time Stevie has done drag because this was natural for him the ease and the connection these two had it was just beautiful sure the looks are very simple but the way vanessa accessorized them made them both look like a million bucks blonde wigs were absolutely perfect here i just was enamored by this
1: yeah it it was a beautiful runway from beginning to end when they first stepped on the stage i didn't know who was who because that's how Mm -hmm. well the makeup was Mm -hmm. outfits were beautiful i love a good reference to um neoclassical um art and painting god it was just like how could they have how could she have not it was
0: exactly yeah it was so good marie says that every time she is on the runway she takes her into her fantasy world she didn't know where to look because stevie was just as good robin says this is what she said in english but she says Every man is a woman. Every woman is a man. Every man and woman is a star. And together they were one star. They were shining.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I got the general idea. It works. Fred
0: says they moved here and this story go. they were moved here and this story goes beyond love and hopes this story can be told on a bigger stage because it will inspire others. And I agree. Um, very, very, very well executed. Family resemblance, my favorite of the, of the week.
1: It was definitely top of the week because there was nothing wrong with either of the looks.
0: Nope. Apparently, the audience didn't fully agree. They were 74% family resemblance, 26% family resemblance. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, shocker. Okay. All right. The Countess and Lot, blondes in the city, no designers listed. I know she will get ripped apart, but she did the assignment. They both look exceptional and there is a strong connection. The black dresses with blonde hair showcase this duo well, and it is showcasing of what the Countess is. They had fun, and the Countess did exactly what she needed to do for this challenge. To blame her for not an impactful Root story is a shame. Whether Lot is the person the show chose for her or the only person available to bring in, their story should be rewarded just the same as the others. Just my two cents on it.
1: Uh I don't know. I I didn't get the story. They were just kind of from what I understood about what they were showing, it was just two friends drinking champagne at like a like a night party. I I don't know. I just thought it was very lackluster. Um, it's it's looks that we haven't, you know, we've seen plenty of times before. It wasn't a fresh take. It wasn't mm-hmm. and it wasn't anything new or different for the countess. I was let down.
0: Robin says the assignment was back to my roots and they are wondering where the roots are and calls it out for being posh. They found it bitchy and didn't understand the performance. Alex says if he doesn't understand something, he starts to have his doubts and it wasn't clear what she was saying. Fred says that they already know the cool, shy acts, but they want her to move on and see who she really is. Marike says she has to watch out or it will get boring okay she got destroyed absolutely ripped apart and again if if she brought up a, a parent on they would probably be praise, praising her for it but i i think because of it was a friend they just what if this is their friendship being two posh bitches going out in the town and partying and drinking you can't criticize them for that if that's their story if that's the root of their story
1: yes but they could have they could have told it a little differently, or at least made it a little campy. Like, if you're going to be two posh bitches, do it as like you know, reference Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian. Like, you mm-hmm. want to think of two posh bitches partying? That's a, one way it could have been done.
0: Fair, totally fair. I will give this a family resemblance. I was here for it. Where are you going, family or shamily?
1: Visually, f- family. If I had to go All on right. visual of this family.
0: Audience, 59% family resemblance to 41% family resemblance. And finally, Vivaldi and Karen Crochet, You Stay, Looks by Karen, Hair by Vivaldi. Uh, this was absolutely the boldest entry on the runway. Uh, the blue and pink is obviously a great color combo. I like that they created this look together. I appreciate how Vivaldi is wearing a baby doll dress and Karen has something more maternal. I absolutely hate the black tights Vivaldi has on and that yellow part of the hair. It is both bold and distracting and takes you away from the garment, which is gorgeous. Um, That's my two cents on it. But I also have found that I am not the biggest Vivaldi fan, which you would have been shocked to hear from the beginning. Cause I like preseason, I was like, I love Vivaldi. I'm not here for her on the show. I don't know what it is.
1: See, I, I wanted to, steal this look i loved everything It's very your drag aesthetic yeah it's very my drag that lolita baby doll pastel spliced with neon with the reference to japanese street fashion like that is something totally up my alley i thought her vivaldi's wig was really clever using like the monster high doll heads as like the highlights to break up all the yellow and i i the detailing i mean all those little clips and decor accessories i was just Ah, oh, I want it! I want it! I want it! I want it!
0: Fred asks if all, if it was all Nate and Vivaldi, and Karen say it was all Karen. Fred asks Karen if she has a message to other mothers who have children who want to do drag. She says there is nothing better than seeing your child happy if that's what they want to be. Vivaldi says her mother has always been accepted by uh, Vivaldi has always been accepted by her mother, and she's always been supported. Alex says it was over the top, but uh, all the right ways from the hair curlers to the socks. Marike says that the, that drag is fun. Drag is an art and Vivaldi is one of the finest queens she's seen. Robin says that they're not into pink, but everything fits. I mean, you can't deny it. It's a great look. I know I got Nikki nitpicky for the two bold moments because it didn't match on her mom. And if you're going to do it on one, you got to have it on the other. That's where I am. But overall, family resemblance is very, very strong.
1: Yeah, I'm going with family resemblance. I thought it
0: 85, was amazing. 85% family resemblance, 15% family resemblance. But guess what? It's time to get even more emotional because the partners are going to tell their queen what they mean to them. Joyce says to Keta that she went on about her learning a trade, but being with her here has her understanding that this is a real art form and she is very proud. Lot tells the countess that calling somebody strong seems very easy and simple, but people don't understand the energy and strength that it requires. She tells her that she doesn't have to be anything more or less. She's proud that she's there. That was AKA. You got ripped apart, but fuck them. (laughs) Stevie tells Vanessa that she used to call herself the ugly duckling and they went through a lot of hard times together. She was hit pretty bad by the outside world because they said transgender people don't belong on stage. So he is proud that she's here and you've come so far in the race. He thinks she deserves to win and show the world who she is. Jermaine says to Tamita that she doesn't have the words to tell her how proud she is. She's been through a lot and she is proud that she's still there. Whatever happens, she'll always be there come what may. Kim tells Poonie she is incredibly sweet and beautiful brother and sister at the same time. She wants her to win because the first memory of her is in heels and a dress drag is her. And finally, Karen tells Vivaldi that she admires her drive and creativity. She has an incredible son. Very touching. We love to see it. Yeah. The duos go backstage for Untucked Jr. for some more cocktails and more emotions. (laughs) Uh, we do actually now get to see emotions out of the Countess, who says it's beautiful to see so much love. And she is grateful that Lot is there. And Vanessa now is going to tell her it's beautiful to see the Countess cry and to not forget how special she is. It was, again, jarring to see the Countess show emotion, not just like verbally, but yes. physically show emotion. Yes.
1: And it's like, where was that the rest of the challenge? Yeah. And the-
0: I, I I understand where she was coming from because I'm sure what I had said about like the connection not being comparable to the others, it hit her because it was that's what the judges were telling her. Um, but it's a hard challenge, and also I'm sure she would have loved to have a family member there. Yeah, because you're getting to see these family connections, and nothing against lot, but there there, there is something different, and yeah. I'm sure she wanted it.
1: Yeah, because it's getting that like acceptance from your family. And that's you know, that's something that's really hard to get. And when you get it, it is one of the most satisfying emotions, yeah. especially as someone who does drag. It's it's like, oh, okay, this weird thing that I love to do is embraced.
0: Exactly. Tabita says she respects what Stevie has done because there are a lot of men who would not have done what he has done as they are afraid of what people will say. It's true. Yeah. Vanessa says it's unique because he was straight before. He met her as a boy and just accepts her as she is. Stevie says that sometimes your soul is more important. God, this man is hum- amazing.
1: Yeah, he yeah, like, she better put a ring on it if they don't. Right?
0: <laughs> to be to ask who the bottoms will be, she, Pooney, and the Countess raised their hands. The Countess was a bit pissed off with the comments because she thought she was genuine. She showed them who she is. She was confident it was about Lot and the light shine on her and let her walk in her shoes, which, again, she let her do, and she can't get upset by that. Yeah. Tabita says she may be simple, but it's up to them to lead the panel and people at home into their fantasy. She says if it didn't come across, it is her fault. Good for her for taking ownership. Yes. And finally, puni says maybe it was small, but they were like twins. They look alike. They have family resemblance. puni I agree. I don't yeah. know what the hell they're doing to you, but I have a theory, and we'll get to it in okay. just a second. In a very obvious decision, Vanessa is the winner of the week. She wins uh, $1,000 to Makeup Studio and the badge because we love badges in the international seasons. Yes. Vettel is safe. Vivaldi is safe. Hooney, Tabita, and the Countess are all going to lip sync. What? Do you agree? Right?
1: I thought that was, I was like, oh, that's that's new. It's a three-way lip sync that's not the top three. Okay, mm-hmm. but if you didn't like the three of them that much, fine. But I really don't think Puni should have been down there with them.
0: Yeah, so I think this was just an attempt to get the Countess out. And it was not going to be a guarantee that Tabitha would be the one to knock Ooh. her out. So they threw Puni in the bottom because the song was terrible. Absolutely terrible how dare you force anyone to perform call me mother as a lip sync for your life song yeah what the fuck
1: and then to boot you chose an international season where english isn't their first language so they're doing double duty trying to learn lyrics of a language that's not easy for them
0: now, listen, th- uh, from the, the research that I've done and knowing a little bit about um, the Netherlands, they all speak English pretty fluently. Mm-hmm. 90% of the country does speak English, but this is not an easy song. I yeah. don't even know the fucking lyrics of, the, of this song.
1: No. And that was really entertaining to watch all the lyrics because I finally figured right. out what they were. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too.
0: Um, but yeah, so Pooney knew every single word, really knocked it out. And this is why I think they had to put Pooney there because she was going to be the one to kill it. Yes, Kabita really, 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 really tried. Even this, this, yes. even though this song was not in her wheelhouse, um, you could see her struggling, but she was like conviction. I'm going to make it happen. Yes. And, and then there's the countess. If you didn't think she did it last week, this song started. and She literally said, I do not know what the words of the song are. She literally walked in places and looked at her nails. And honestly, I don't blame her. The song was yes. impossible. The song was fucking impossible.
1: Yeah, and then Debucci was in a gown, so it's like you couldn't really do as much as the other two were who right. were in catsuits or leotards.
0: Um, I always have to call into question the producers when they do throw a RuPaul song as a lip-sync for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, the last time we saw that was Down Under when we randomly got um, I'm That Bitch and Art Simone went home, and you're like, what?
1: Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, okay. that was...
0: So... I'm I'm calling into question this choice because I don't think this was the original choice. And I think this was just a way to be like, get rid of the Countess. I, I don't have any ex- explanation here. Um, but as you said, uh, I, I, I finally learned what the lyrics of this song were. <laughs> They're terrible.
1: Yeah, definitely not one of the best uh, Rue songs lyrically, for sure. No.
0: In the end... The Countess sashays away as Tabita and Puni are both saved. The Countess walks away as they zoom in on her red bottoms. Uh, she discovered it's not always about the looks, but the human side, and she is ready to start showing that side of her drag. Gotta end with some burning questions for you. Are you ready? Sure. What is the Countess's legacy?
1: Ooh. Um, you mean, other than being a misfamed doppelganger? Because the sure that that's that's all i got Um, yeah i i think obviously
0: we know the countess had a connection to the show as she was the makeup artist last season for fred um so she she's been around the show her placement on the show was not surprising i think she was a little too young to to be ready for the show i don't think she was fully prepared um I'm sure she was a fan of Drag Race prior. I mean, I don't know if any, I'll be recapping it later, but if anyone has watched the Drag Race Canada reunion, um, we learned that Miss Anastasia had never seen Drag Race prior to going on the show. And it made sense for why she did as bad as she did. Um, She literally literally was like, if I could do it over, I'd I'd watch the show. It's like, no shit, Sherlock. I don't think Countess is the same way here, but I don't think she prepared herself for herself on the show.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. I don't think she was emotionally prepared to be vulnerable on camera no, or even be all. on camera, which is... It's and a horrifying thing if you're, you realize too late, they're like, oh shit, every moment is going to be on camera.
0: Exactly. And again, she was backstage all of last season, so she should have known this was coming, but as, as you compared her to Miss Fame, I think that's going to be the trajectory she's going to have outside of the show. She's going to give, she, she will be walking runways because she is a model. She oh, yeah. can wear a garment beautifully. So let her do that. Let her do people's makeup. I'm sure at some point she'll get some sort of makeup line or, or some sort of collaboration. And you know what? This was a great jumping off point for her. Is she yeah. someone I'm going to seek out to go see perform? Absolutely not. Not a fucking chance in hell but i respect everything that she brought i still think that beetlejuice look is one of the best looks in the show's history yes. oh um my so we we have to praise her for that but i i don't think she was ready for the show i think it was just too soon
1: too soon or she or like i said i don't think she was ready to be that open with herself into the world yeah. which is unfortunate but you know that is something you have to consider when going on reality tv absolutely
0: All right. Well, next week we have a morning show. Uh, Are you excited to see how the Dutch do it in the morning?
1: I am. That's going to be really interesting because we, and and it's one of those staple challenges that we see across the international seasons or some form of it Mm -hmm. in some way. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the quick wit and humor is going to translate, especially from the Dutch humor into a morning challenge.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I feel like with only five left, there are four who are strong and then you have Tabita. But I feel like this challenge could absolutely be something Tabita could kill. I don't know if I'm ready to lose anybody else.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be a tough one to see because, again, we, I think Tabita will actually be fine in the challenge. if she, I do too. You know, if she's clever enough and relies on her humor, which is her strong suit. Everyone else though, they're, I don't know. It's I gonna think be...
0: Vivaldi is the one I'm most worried about because every... the others have some sort of acting background. Vivaldi doesn't. So she she has, I could see if you're going to put a bottom two together just based on, you know, what a potential runway and mm-hmm. uh, challenge would be. Vivaldi versus Tabitha, probably Vivaldi knocking out Tabitha. That's the prediction I would make right now. But again, stranger things have happened. Poony was just in the bottom. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't that, know, and that's a, that's the thing with Jag Race. You never really know who's going to have the bottom until you start watching the challenge itself, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't expect her to do that. E-E.
0: Yeah. Well, after five episodes, they ask it every week: who is the winner of the season?
1: Oh, I oh, I think it might be Vanessa.
0: I think this week it, it, it affirms it's going to be Vanessa. Yeah. So all it takes is one thing to change your trajectory. I think Stevie stepping into that workroom has lit a fire under her ass. Oh, and yeah. she is just going to dominate because I think she now knows how to be comfortable. And I, she lit me up. I, I really, really want to see her excel. And you know what? Maybe after riding the high of Kylie Sonique love winning. I'm ready for a Vanessa win back to back. Let's do it.
1: Yes, I, I agree. I think she, and also she's still growing. Like she came in very, very strong competitor, but every week she's been more open or she's been a little more vulnerable or a little more, she's just been upping it every week and that's always a pleasure to watch because we love seeing growth and change.
0: Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you got coming up?
1: Um, No projects coming up, but um, Instagram is at Sofiella Da Vinci, um, S-O-P-H-I-E-L-L-A underscore D-A-V-I-N-C-I. Twitter at Sofiella Da Vinci. There's no A, no, well, S-O-P-H-I-E-L-L-A-D-V-I-N-C. VIN. No, I think it's hard. I know and god damn. Um is that on my social media? Oh, and Venmo at Sofiella-Da davinci full spelling. There you
0: go. There you go. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. I mean, I guess when we get do Drag Race Italia, you got to come back for that one too.
1: Oh, I would love to come back. I Oh my god, I'm so excited to see Italia. I'm
0: uh, that one I'm like already freaking out for it but i'm sure it'll happen within like what a week two weeks it's gonna happen
1: probably 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 january as soon as uk ends it'll be the Ah! next or we'll do a simulcast
0: oh it's gonna happen well it was an absolute pleasure having you on thanks for being
1: here yes thank you for having me i had so much fun The biggest thanks to Sofiella
0: for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. and Leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.